Hey listeners, you're tuning in to a podcast about kids in the hall that easily veers off into mature subject matter and includes a whole heck of a lot of swearing. Enjoy the show, eh? Welcome to Kith and Tell, a podcast about kids in the hall that represents 25% of all Kevin McDonald cameo purchases. <laughs> That's Sorry. half of his income for this year. Ew. Uh, we'll be reviewing every episode with witty banter and unmissable segments like Whose Butt is Best? And Whoa. Let's Play Doctor with Darrell's Mom. No. <laughs> yeah, she's a hottie. Uh. I'm Hans Seidemann in Prince Rupert, Canada, and I'm joined today by perturbed cat dad of the podcast, <laughs> Stu Derek Kotick in Vancouver, BC. What? Good question. Also, joining us today from Vancouver is the Rod Torfelson of Kith and Tell, Trevor Record. Papa's home. (laughs) What? Papa's home. That's what they were shouting when when his dad abandoned them. In uh, the Daryl, uh, I said you're Rod Torfelson. Yeah, but I I want Trevor to abandon me at some point. All right. Uh, Okay. All right. And then finally, joining us from London, England, it's our lovable evil gremlin, Kalina McCortoff. And Satan. Mm, true. <laughs> uh, freshly returned from her stint as the High Commissioner for Zimbabwe. Mm. You really rack up a high bar tab. <laughs> <laughs> Very convenient that you can just pass through hell to get to London. I assume that's how everyone gets to London. Ha! <laughs> right this has really blown my mind we'll be reviewing today episode 19 of season three which aired sometime in 1992 so let's kick off with our sketch rundown today we have what in which scott and bruce have their normal marriage roles of gord and fran reversed with scott playing the husband getting annoyed by bruce's and a small child looking at him uh, then we have Hecubus is Fired, part one, where we have trouble in the pit of infinite darkness. Hecubus got fired for being, uh, for drinking a little bit too much vodka, and Simon searches for a replacement. Yes. Vodka. Uh, then we have Burglar. Uh, Bruce tries to fend off, a bur- Bruce is like a bowling champion? Anyways, trying to fend <laughs> off a burglary of his home, and ends up turning gay? Or does he instead? Again. 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 <laughs> Again. Yes. Then we have Darrell's mama, where everybody's favorite character, Darrell, uh, tells his date, uh, who he has managed to get up to his bedroom, which, <laughs> bravo, Darrell. Yeah. I don't know how he managed that. <laughs> uh, but he gets her up to his bedroom and then tells her exciting stories about his past with his mother. <laughs> And then we have Hecubus is Fired Part 2, where Hecubus uh, awakens from his alcoholic fugue state and returns to the Pit of Infinite Darkness or an AA meeting. (laughs) Ah, same diff. Potato, potato. (laughs) Potato, potato. Then we have Annoying Forgetful Guy, where Dave is not the intentionally oblivious idiot, but rather Bruce is. You you lost me. Which then uh, turns into Scott's Celebration, where the kids celebrate half-heartedly Scott's 100th (laughs) portrayal as a waiter. I wouldn't say half-heartedly. They put up together a whole montage. They just don't they respect him. They did put him. together a whole montage, and then they expect him to serve, yeah. and then they just they all leave immediately. Yeah, because yeah. they're garbage. A they don't value him. chocolate marble fudge cake. It's the only thing he <laughs> likes more than porn, apparently. What's wrong he with porn? He was disappointed they couldn't bring the porn. Yeah, yeah. Well, since we're talking about it already, our first segment today is titled, How Many Times Has Scott Played a Waiter? <laughs> um, oh my God. Because... 
our like our immediate response to seeing this sketch was to wonder whether he has actually done a hundred waiter sketches or whether it's even close or if it isn't a hundred does do we think he makes it to a hundred before the end of the show because he does play a lot of waiters oh, discuss he does play discuss a lot of waiters. the thing is that there's no way to know like we'd each have to break this up like by season and go through it all again and I know that we have a lot of free time on our hands but. <laughs> But you know who has more free time? Our fans. Yep. Kids, uh, get at us on Twitter. How many times has Scott played a waiter? Please do I, our job for us. I'm, 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 I've got a hard argument for it not being 100 yet. Because when you think about it, we're at the end of the third season. So it's like 60 episodes. Yeah. I mean, 59 at this point. He'd have to be doing more than one waiter an episode. And I don't think he does more than one Do we count? Well, do we count recur- recurring sketches as two waiters or the same waiter? Oh, it's definitely multiple waiters. Multiple, okay. yeah. But here's here's the thing. Does any other kid ever play a waiter? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do they? I feel See, like the they might. I think, oh, okay. it's, so, I think it's I think it's plausible Mark, because I think he is the only one who ever plays a waiter. Mark Where plays like Where's Mark it? plays like a barista a bunch of times. Yeah, and so does Kevin. Like cafe. Kevin is like the cafe donut shop. I think you guys Bye. are thinking of one particular sketch where they both <laughs> where they both end up serving coffee because they get frustrated with each other, no? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but that's also like uh Dave has played a bartender. Yeah, bartender. I'm talking about waiters here. I oh, don't yeah. think does Buddy anyone... does Buddy count because he owns the bar? Well, they do show him as Buddy in one of the montages. That's true. That's true. So I'm I'm assuming that that the buddy character. Oh, is a in waiter. in one of the montage, Bruce is the other waiter. True. So oh. there's that. Yeah, but no, they make Scott is far and away the one who does it the most frequently. And he's, and, he's very good at playing like an upmarket waiter. Well, I was going to say, it, you know. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's got he's, a bow tie. Yeah, he looks good in a vest. He's the oh, only one yeah. who has the masculinity to have gravitas. Um, but he, so towards the end of that sketch, Scott says, uh, "Is it because I'm?" What does he say? He says, "I." I feel persecuted or something. Is it because I'm gay, or you're persecuting me because I'm gay? Because they're making him serve his own cake as his party. That's why. Yeah. What is it? I couldn't have done it if you hadn't written me all those little perfect parts. Uh, (laughs) So, but the other, I mean, the the actual question probably with this bit is, uh, do you think Scott gets typecast as a waiter just because he's gay, or like, or does he just naturally (laughs) volunteer for these parts? You know, I I I would really strongly argue that like he and Mark are the strongest actors, so they tend to get cast in other people's sketches uh, as Mm. the non-funny parts just because they can act. Yeah, he does a lot of straight, good corporate straight man in the AT and Love sketches, and I think it's also true. I think it's partly there. Probably is an aspect of being typecast and written into that, but I think a bigger part, not so much they're like, oh, he's gay, he's gonna do this. But he also did not have a writing partner on the show. He wrote with Bellini, mm. so I would imagine it's something like you know Dave and Kevin get together and they're like, we got this great premise, premise, but. We just need a waiter. And, and yeah, then, and then they're like, who can be the strongest? Mark is throwing a hissy fit this week. Scott, you have to do the lifting. But see, Makes I sense. also have been noticing that there's a lot more Scott and Mark sketches in the past season. Because they, yeah. like, they like to smoke weed together. Oh. <laughs> what sweet boys. I know. So, I mean, do we think that, do, does he hit 100 before the end of the show? So by the end of next season, because there's five... There's five seasons. That's a hundred episodes. He would only have to average one waiter per episode, and I think I'm, he quite possibly close. does. Maybe yeah. like does, ninety. 
I'm I'm saying it'll be an even fifty by the end of the series. You think it'll including be including Brain Candy too? I bet you there's at least one waiter no, played by Scott and Brain Candy. Brain Candy, this has got to be. Showed. What if what if they're, what if they're counting the stage? The stage shows at the Rivoli. You know, no. Maybe that's- because no. they only do the montage starting from Cabbage Head. That's true. That's true. That's true. And Cabbage Head was season one. And so. in the montage, they show the same sketch twice. So I think they know they're padding oh. it out. Oh, I yeah. love that they showed a Roomba in there. I forgot about that. Roomba, oh, that's right. They did. Which one? Only aired in only aired in Canada. Yeah, that was the filler one because I think yeah. it. I they think didn't it... want to put Doctor Seuss's uh, <laughs> right. Jesus yeah, crucifixion. Yeah, no, that was in the states. In the states on HBO, they yeah. Oh, that's right. In Canada, they played the Dr. Seuss's crucifixion one, and in the States, they played a Roomba instead. Yes. Very funny. Which is very interesting. It's still like it's sketch, yeah. It is not controversial. I'll give you that. Yeah. Okay, well, um, I think we've exhausted that topic, but bravo, <laughs> Scott, on however many waiters you've played. Bravo. We, you're you're bravo. a good waiter. Now, uh, can you please serve this cake? <laughs> bravo. Bravo. Leading naturally from talking about Scott, I think we have to talk about who has the best butt. Mm. Um, yeah. This episode features a close-up of Bruce's butt. Um, <laughs> is and this I don't our know first about... Bruce butt? Do we know that no. for sure? Well, oh, this is like really hard again. Like I feel like with the waiter tally, I should have kept a butt tally. <laughs> uh, definitely. Yeah. I have an etching of it, but <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of a, I have a Xerox year. copy of it. <laughs> My mom keeps it in her top drawer. <laughs> So I don't know about the rest of you, but I thought that honestly, Bruce had a pretty good butt. Yeah. So uh, it got me thinking that since we have seen a number of the kids' butts so far, we are possibly in a unique place to answer which kid has the best butt. Okay. So I have a really hard take on this one before we even get into it. With the foundation that it is a good butt, and I'm I'm putting my stance as Bruce good butt. But as a tall man with less of a butt and more of a low back, <laughs> I take. I, I get a little salty about the idea of good butts on small men because it's just it's all smooshed in there and compacted and I feel like he has a good butt for his little hobbit size but it'd be hard not to because he's got a he's got a cart around that ego and chip on his shoulder of course he's got good haunches interesting are short people just cuter or something is no, like no, everything gets squished so they're cuter I mean no, no, first sure, of all short people have better butts they have generally. better butts because yeah. it's you got more butt to body ratio are you saying <laughs> I don't like like I don't know about this gravity? to pull down like no no it's because it's less stretched out their butts don't get stretched out as much exactly exactly. yeah that's how that's how growth works (laughs) i'm 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 doing a google search about this (laughs) i was gonna i was gonna make fun of you Stu. so wait how are you gonna dunk on me hans well i was gonna make fun of you for bringing your like your insecurities uh to this segment but this as soon as you started describing it i was like no you know what i think he's right i think shorter people got better butts. they do so i mean you're the one to benefit from it hans what else do you got uh I'm both short and have no good butt. The, so. in- the internet Aww. says the for, for shorter guys and girls, it's easier. This is from Quora. Quora.com. <laughs> oh. It's easier. <laughs> it's the We're just the hard-hitting information. It's, easy. on it's easier for, uh, for shorter guys and girls to fill their frames with muscles, thus giving a fuller figure. Mm-hmm. And for t- taller people, it's more difficult uh, because they have a larger frame and the amount of muscle mass required to have a, a fuller buttocks is more. Well, just okay, how so, like, muscle so fibers Stu work. So is too, insecure right? about his butt, but what do we think about the kid's butt? Oh, it's okay. by far my worst quadrant. I feel like I only remember seeing now Bruce's and Scott's butt. And I can imagine what Kevin's butt is like, but I don't actually know whether it's it's like 
fantasy or like something I've seen before. <laughs> oh, Kalina, if it's you, we know it's a fantasy. Oh. You don't have to pretend. All right, us. here's the. We're gonna shell out another thirty-five dollars and get Kevin to show us our butt. Show him. Oh show God. us Kevin's his butt, butt today on would be very cameo. different than Kevin's butt in nineteen ninety-two. We can extrapolate cameo where we ask him to roll out like his ratings of all the kids butts Ooh, <laughs> wow I'd i would rather have him rate our butts just throwing good money after butt over here you okay know, so so here's the thing Let, let's talk about the butts that we have seen okay so we've definitely seen scott we've seen scott's butt the scott resort right mm-hmm. we've yeah. seen scott's wait i don't think sure. there was any ass in the scott resort there was no. definitely was a there? bit of there, there was no. side butt side at least butt. side okay butt. okay and and it's the same thing for mark we know we got side butt in his nymph uh the spring yeah. spring has arrived yeah and there's a wood nymph kind of thing have we I seen don't Dave's butt? believe we've seen a dave butt and I think the butt. only I think the only Kevin butt we've seen has been like a diapered butt. No, he was in the shower eating chicken, and maybe we saw that oh, his butt. And then. drinking Milka. There was one no, because we he was we facing him, forward, like in a leotard of some sort. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, he was wearing so like a really his butt. weirdly. I did not make it up. Tight butt thing. <laughs> That's right. No, remember they had yeah, they, they there was a, a joke where the whole gag or part of the gag was just that like Mark was or Kevin was being forced to wear this really skimpy like leotard thing. Mm-hmm. That's right. Oh, that's it was right. When, it was when Dave was like sketching someone he'd never seen. Yes, that's right. It was really, really ugly. Um so I think we know Kevin's butt is not the best butt. But what do we what do we of the butts we've seen? What do we think is the best butt? I think Bruce, like I said, I think Bruce probably has the best butt impact. But Scott probably has the objectively best butt because he is by far the strongest of all of the kids. Mm. I feel like Bruce has like a tiny, yeah, tiny squish butt. But I feel like <laughs> Scott has like a good, like manly sculpted butt. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I think Scott's probably got like a lie, or I, I don't have to say probably. I think in <laughs> in in the early '90s, Scott had more of a live athletic butt, and and Bruce definitely has like a button butt, you know. Um, but he played hockey and shit. Like maybe he has that yeah, real. He was a wrestler and stuff. I think he's yeah. got a kind of strong butt, doesn't he? Yeah, that's what I mean. Wait, Bruce? Yeah, yeah, Bruce. Yeah, but I mean, just because he's kind of short, I think it turns it into a bit of a button butt. No, man. I think like when you're short and you do a bunch of the squatting, you just get a horse ass. I think it's like a. I think it's a big full butt, like a peach butt. You know what I mean? I just button butt sounds so condescending. But, eh, okay, yeah. Give but button you, butt I, is what a child has. Exactly. Has a, a short man's <laughs> he has, muscular he has, buttocks. He has a he proud haunch situation. We're we're kind of skipping past Mark's butt. What do we think about Mark's butt? I feel like we didn't really see I don't it. Yeah, remember it? I think it was kind of scrawny, wasn't it? Yeah, it's, like you know, was, I haven't seen enough of even side butt to make a proper judgment. Mark's butt is probably like Mark in bed in there, where you're like, it's a lot of build up, and then you're like, eh. Mark, if you're listening, please send us your Polaroid butt nudes <laughs> circa 1992 so we can evaluate more properly. Yes. Thank you. It's for it's for science. <laughs> I, can we all agree that we're we're certain that Kevin's butt is the worst? I'm not certain. He might. He might. Maybe he's. So shy because he knows he's he's carrying a secret. <laughs> I remember I remember being really disturbed at his leotard. I remember being like, I don't it, like this. It's only because it was a little bit hairy. Okay, but but Kevin used to be a <laughs> nah. as we learned from the book. Kevin used to be a chunky chunky babo. Oh, that's so right. maybe he's mm. hauling around just a quality dumper. 
He's <laughs> he's going around a quality dumper. Yeah, wow. yeah. All right, you are I stand by it. Talkers do. That's the um, one. What about Dave's butt? We haven't seen it. I don't think. I think we've. We think I think it? Dave. We've yeah, we seen the least of his body of all the kids. I don't think I've ever seen him with his shirt off, even. No. We, oh wow, that's a good question. Maybe have we? I don't think no, so. No, I think we've seen him in like overalls with no shirt and stuff. That doesn't count. Um, that doesn't count. Yeah, it's like, obscured. I'm thinking of like the doctor. I need him to. The, um... I need him to blast his nips before I can sign off on this. Yeah, we haven't seen any Dave nips, have That's we? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Huh. Well, on that fascinating note, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's move on to our next segment because we're just chock full of this episode, mm-hmm. uh, which is I've, I've titled "We Are All Mamas Boys," <laughs> um, and that includes Kalina. Wait, before hey. before we get into another esoteric topic, let's say this episode was. Excellent. It was, it was very a good, good solid. Yeah, it was good. I was entertained. Pretty, yeah, pretty good top <laughs> to bottom. Um, but <laughs> this this segment is really just so we can talk about Darrell's relationship with his mom because I think we all love Darrell and he's wonderful and but you know uh, he's got a weird relationship with his mom mm. and his dad um, that's very strange and so I thought we should just say what do we think about it? Do we love it? Does it explain and unlock the secrets of Darrell? What do we what do we think about Darrell and his mom and dad? He was as horrible as a child as he is in this adult. Well, but you oh, learn exactly why his mom was exactly the same. Yeah. I don't know if you can blame the mom. Like I felt like she could have been oh, the sure mom we can. to any any like normal child, but he just was so obsessed with like, does he know how big a pencil factory would be? He is yeah. uh, talking about the value of names and the size of buildings in the distance. I don't know if that's nature versus nurture here. Just yeah. disgusting. Young was a real young haunt. <laughs> okay, no, okay. So here's here's what I want to say about Darrell as a kid. Okay. So he's a weird kid who has all these weird fanciful interests mm-hmm. and he is saddled with unfortunately a mother who doesn't try to like coax him into you know being a little bit more agreeable to the other kids like she mentions he's only got the one friend um she's she's the worst mom for him because she just indulges all of his weirdness and just treats it like as like oh yes haha my child is totally normal and this is great which means he never grows out of it and just gets worse and worse and becomes the drill we know today so, so it's like a nature and nurse. so what you're saying is love when... makes us stagnant and yeah yeah ruins you, need us. To have a, you need to have a mom that puts you in your place from time to time equally like, like i don't <laughs> I mean, I don't know. know. If if parents putting you down help you be a better person, anyway. You need a a mom who's like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know? Stop comparing. We're not going to delve into anyone's relationship with their mom right now. Buildings in the distance? What the fuck is wrong with you? You know? Yeah. You need that a little. Well, and I think they they imply that it's like they're kind of codependent because the dad is. Well, errant, really yeah, and so it's just like, oh yes, <laughs> errant, good call. I yeah. feel like we should really be drilling into the initial etching that we see when he brings the girl up to his room, which is a cartoonish unicorn trying to fly but being held down by a ball and chain. Oh, <laughs> that that's deep, that's deep a little that. Freudian. <laughs> also, could you please do it again and say we need to drill down to the boo. Also, just so like, wait, hold on, Kalina. What do you think that means? Um, well, as he self describes himself, it probably means he's a real tit clutcher, but really wants to uh, <laughs> escape, escape perhaps, and sees himself mm. as the unicorn. He does mm. mention how mad she was when he left Belgium. <laughs> yeah. So she's there with him. 
Yeah. Yes, we, we don't find that out to the end. That's the punchline. And my favorite well, part of the sketch, too. And my least favorite part of the sketch. But why would she be holding him down? He can still get it on, apparently. And has... He seems very perfectly happy to have his mom engage, like, as part of his sex act. Well, and, it's, and, it, and it sounds... It's all, it sounds like, like unconscious. It's not, the, it's not like the only oh. sex time he had, because it was like, oh, is it going to be doctor tonight? Oh, you think he's got a little Stockholm Syndrome, Kalina? Perhaps. I mean, not so much. I'm sure she's not, like, forcing him to stay against his will, but he probably, you know, maybe he'd like to date Nobody's some come women to that love. don't look yeah. exactly like his mom. Uh, yeah, yeah. On a broader scale, I don't think this is the best to real sketch, because I think the, uh, the little brother, oh, the, the, the little brother's yeah. one is just That's so right. good. That one's the best. Um, I did love though that Young Daryl is just Mark walking around on his knees. Yes, I thought that was. I thought that was like. I love it when I. I oftentimes don't love it when things are just intentionally stagey, but that was a bit that worked. I thought. Yeah, more mayonnaise for the mayonnaise man. <laughs> <laughs> Not literal. on my nose. We talked about mayonnaise for a couple episodes, so. And our fans are, I'm sure, delighted at that fact. Deloited. 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 Our fans. Um. Okay, well, that's yeah, I've decided that's enough about Daryl. All right. Um, so before we finish up today, let's talk about our standout, just our best sketch, because this, this was a pretty good yeah. a, an episode filled with some good ones. So what do we think our best episode was with the rating out of five, <sighs> Kiff Pals? You know, I, I, I think I am going to give it to um, Daryl's mama. Which, uh, like, I, I both really liked that I mentioned, but I also kind of hated it. Because by the end where his mom's like, are we going to play doctor? Like, I was actually kind of shouting a little bit. I was like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but I've, I've got to give uh, Scott Celebration, like, honorable mention. Because usually I don't like the fourth wall breaking stuff, but this one was, was pretty good. Like, that, 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 that was a good one. Especially how he goes from, like, so put upon as the waiter to just lighting up at, like, oh, my gosh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, Kalina, what about you? You know, I see, I almost thought, like, you would count Annoying Forgetful Guy and Scott Celebration as one. And I feel like as, like, a sandwich, <laughs> I would like to count that as favorite sketch. Just because, like, I know that this guy is coming oh, back. Wow. This guy is coming back. Y you lost me, and I know it's Ugh. so annoying. But sometimes, wait, he's coming back. He's he becomes a recurring I'm guy. Pretty sure because I I I did a very quick Google, and I think I this hate is him. going well. And Cora had an answer so for us. Much. That that part was Someone weak. Someone asked Cora. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about you, Stu? Uh, I think you guys had a good point. Probably Annoying Forgetful Guy and Scott Celebration, if we count that as one sketch, is the best, just because it features the most of them and it has such a taste. Oh. But if I'm not going to pick that, I'm going to say... <laughs> I actually really like the cold open with... What? It was pretty because good. Because the, there's only one word in the entire scene, and we get a lot of Bruce just sort of being vaguely pouty, which is wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was nice. And the first Hecubus is really good Kevin work. He gets a lot of good punchlines, and I remember it made me think, like, ah, oh, damn, Kevin has some, like, really excellent... Like, when Kevin's on, he's really on, and that's great. Math <laughs> Punk and Evil. And Evil, and yeah, I kept thinking that was great. how much they're... MC Simon Milligan. C Simon Milligan. I was thinking <laughs> about how much they were trying to probably evoke the image of the uh, head of the Church of Satanism at that time. It's like Devar or something. Mm. Oh. But he had, a, right? yeah, he has like a very sinister look, but again, like 
Church of Satanism was mostly about like be decent and enjoy yourself. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so I thought I like that, and again, the the Kevinness of being really milk toast and then really sinister works really well. Where it's like we're actually the pit of penultimate darkness because we found one that was slightly darker. <laughs> yeah. I also like I I it just made me think like who who are they performing in front of? Like who is this audience that's heckling them? It's their show. It's the pit of ultimate darkness. I also did love that, like, Bruce just comes up onto the stage of the Pit of Ultimate Darkness just to be like, this is a puppet! <laughs> With a lit cigarette, too, which I love. Yeah, it was it was pretty good. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of am with you. I, I If it weren't for that I really enjoy Daryl just generally and the Daryl's Mama sketch uh, as, a con- as, like, a whole thing, I think the first Techubus was actually pretty good mm-hmm. um, for all of those reasons you mentioned. But I, I also will give it to Daryl's Mama. Um, it had so many great lines too, like the "I was a real tit clutcher," and uh, "Oh, you don't want to look at my etching." <laughs> uh, the knot on my nose. Uh, I, I also just love Darrells as a as a kid being like, "Mama, if you have a girl, will you name it Lorelai? And if it's a boy, will you name it Tomas?" Which <laughs> <laughs> was just uh, like, ah, oh, I love. I just as a former Stu, Stu could you please do that for me because you uh, do the best the best to Mama, voice. I mean it was it was hard for me because I was a precious little marzipan man growing up and I just <laughs> I, marzipan I, man fuck hating I hate seeing it Stu's deepest darkest secret is that he was born Stu's in Belgium. just looking into a mirror the entire time oh yeah Sound Anyways. of Silence has been playing for the last twenty years of my life. Well, I give Daryl's mama three and three quarter etchings out of five. What do what, what the rest of you give your For best sketch? Sketches? That seems low, though, doesn't it? You know, I had this up. Ep- you guys were fawning over this episode. I had it as like a, a consistently solid, but no like superstar. Yeah, I sketches. mean, like it was the consistently episode. solid. So I was like, I was like impressed, but obviously none of the none of the sketches really hit it out of the park. You know? It's just because when we get a good one, they're so bomb. Like, yeah. Some of the... So what do you give your combo sketch, Kalina and Stu? Uh, 3.7 fucking non-pornography cakes out of 5. Yeah, I give it like 85 out of 100 waiters. <laughs> <laughs> also, can I just also note that like in part of that transition, Kevin is telling the expert to leave and return their shoes to the shoe fit. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> that was good. Trevor, what do you, what do you rate your Darrell's mama? Oh, I, I I give it like a a good solid four out of five nightgowns for your lady friend to wear. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'm really impressed with you all that you didn't try to make a joke about me giving ladies my mother's nightgowns to wear. I you know maybe you're private. growing as people. <laughs> so so before we finish this episode though, Hans, you you claim that you weren't a Darrell child. But I feel like of all the Mark roles, you're you're very. I mean, I don't mean to say you're a Darrell, but like spiritually, you're more of a Darrell than than a head crusher or a chicken lady. Mm, well, so here's the thing. So I know I wasn't a Darrell as a kid because there were two Darrells in my class and grade, and mm. and I was wise enough to be like. Okay, I may be one of the weird ones, but I don't want to be the Darrell. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so I had I had just enough sense to not be a Darrell. <sighs> no, like, if I, there but for the grace of God go on. You had you had the anti role models. 
Yes, yes, yeah. I, I, I had a friend named Adrian who was a Daryl, and I, I friend broke up with him because he kept tattling on me for doing my things. I was like, oh, Adrian, I'm actually just thinking about it. I'm mad about it now, that little Daryl. <laughs> I thought you were going to, like, offer to reconcile and be like, Adrian, if you're out there, <laughs> yeah, and no, it just comes around to, you know what? Fuck that kid. Yeah. <laughs> eh, fair. No, I had I had a couple Darrell kids in my class that would throw tantrums and things and like they would get teased and then they would not respond well and then I was like, Whew, okay, well, uh that's a that's a sobering uh yeah. sobering experience. Let's not let's not do that, shall we? You know. Fair enough. And so I only became high to medium weird instead of extreme weird. Uh quick lightning round though. Of all the names, how high does the name Hans rank in goodness <laughs> <Yeah>. of names? <laughs> 17. It's gotta be top ten. Seventeen. Seventeen. Oh no, Trevor, Tre- you can't. <laughs> oh, okay. Actually, speaking of which, um, this has nothing to do with anything that we've been talking about. But I just realized something, which is that Trevor, spelt backwards, oh, God. is Robert. <laughs> Tight. Okay, awesome. Which is, which is basically Robert. So if you call Trevor Trebor. Then that's calling him Robert backwards. Yeah, but Anyways, you're I'm not uh, a no, totally. Um, so far from it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Although now snah. that you, yeah, now I, <laughs> snah. But now I can't I, I, hear that as not the most Gavin-y thing you've ever said. Did you know that okay. Trevor backwards is a different name? <laughs> it's almost it's almost Robert. Okay, well before I dunk on myself any further, I should wrap this up. <sighs> so that'll do it for our season three, episode nineteen review. Woo! Join us next week for our episode twenty, <gasps> which will be hosted by Robert. Robert. <laughs> <laughs> In the meantime, you can find us on Twitter at Kith and Telpod. Please chime in there. Tell us your favorite bits from each episode, whose butt you think is best, how many times you think Scott has been a waiter, and help us pester the kids into coming onto the show. Uh, I also make great, if I do say so myself, gifts. Yeah, you, you do. Thanks, gang. All right, well, thank you for listening to Kith and Tell. Bye. Bye. Bye, Bye Daddy. Bye.